Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes. Where <laughs> Riverdale destroyed all the goodwill it got last episode. Because I was into last you, episode. You gave, you gave us some goodwill last episode? Last episode was a fan cast. Okay. This episode, it's a fan cast. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Uh... Boy, it was an episode. To be fair, they moved the plot along a lot, so that's nice. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's good. Because you know what? Archie was in boy jail for way longer than I thought he would be. I literally <laughs> thought he was going to get off, like, episode two of the season. At a certain point, I thought that it was going to be his season. Yeah, it, it went longer than I thought, and then it went so long that I was like, oh, Archie lives in jail now. Yeah, it's going. this is going to be his season, and we're going to, like, end it on, like, you know, that note. Yeah. Is that they had that one-week break where we played Dungeons and & Dragons. And then they're and like, they came back with this scene that, that changed a lot of stuff. Changed everything. Yeah, like, there, man, there's a lot of things that happen in this episode, and I'm going to say f- four out of five of them are dumb. One is good. One is good. I will say the scene where Betty forces all of the parents to talk to her in the speakeasy, that's a solid scene. (laughs) I love nothing more than getting all of those hot parents together. (laughs) And also Reggie's dad. Also Reggie's dad was there. (laughs) His entire entire, uh, role in that scene was to be like, I don't hit my kid. Look at me wearing a suit. I'm like... Is Reggie supposed to be rich or poor? Reggie is rich. I know, well, I know comic book Reggie is Isn't rich. Isn't TV Reggie rich too? I don't know. They don't treat him like he's the rich kid, though. They just treat him like he's... I mean, he's not as rich as Veronica. Well, I know, but even in the comics, he wasn't as rich as Veronica. Or as, I guess, Cheryl. He doesn't have that maple syrup money. Is Cheryl still rich, or does she just have a burned-out husk of a house she can she use? She also lives in a tr- tent now. <laughs> Although I thought she lived with Grandma Rose in the little house. Really? I mean, let's be honest. Cheryl is like a poor person tourist. That's true. Because she can go and hang out with her, you know. Her, her girlfriend poor, Yeah, her in poor the tent. girlfriend in the tent. Or she can go to her, you know, manor house. That's true. Or the cool pool at her burned out manor house. That's right. And her mother lives in a barn, which I remembered because I listened to an episode from last season. Yeah, we don't. They don't dwell too much on what uh, what, what Penelope Blossom is actually up to. Remember last season when it ended with her being like, "And I can open a brothel." That brothel's not open, is it's it? It's Definitely not. No, Penelope Blossom doesn't do things. Remember when Hiram had a team of stupid villains? Yeah, yeah. You mean the League of the League of Dumb Evil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened to that? <laughs> they all got they all got waylaid by D and D. Is oh, what that's happened? True. Is is that the, is that what happened? Is that who? I don't know if they changed like their minds. Well, I don't changed well, writing staff. Yeah, I don't know if like someone wrote that I scene mean, and they were like, "Yeah, this is my plot for next." Guys, I, mean, we, I set something up. I set up an arc. It's a league of evil villains, and they're like, "Oh, and we're doing D and D next season." I mean, I know we know what happened, Aaron. Roberto played D and D or something. <laughs> it's true. It was like, all right, we're changing everything. Well, he saw a true detective. He saw, he saw a true detective. Then he saw mazes and monsters. He was like, "How can I make these one?" <laughs> and this is what we got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we should just get into the episode. <laughs> we can't not talk about it. Yeah. So this is Riverdale Season 3, Episode 6. This is the sixth episode. Only six episodes, but also six episodes? There's 20. There's over 20 episodes in this season, Aaron. Oh, we have so many more arcs ahead of us. Manhunter. Manhunter.
So, so we come in and Betty nurses Archie. And she ruminates. He's asleep. He's real passed out. But she's like, oh, Archie, what have you done? What will we do? How will we fix this mess? Well, what is a gargoyle king? What will the future bring for us? Or that's my new thing I'm saying now. <laughs> do you think we'll be friends forever? Do you think the summer will last? Do you think the summer will last forever? Summer's already done, Betty, because in comes Jughead. Oh, hey, just very quickly, I was thought of this beforehand that so they they got Archie out of jail, but it also seems like they might have exposed the ring. Though later it sounds like they just exposed the ring only to the mayor. And they made her very angry. And Because then I think that it's the reason that um, Norton killed himself was not because, like, oh, no, my world is coming around me. It's because he failed the gargoyle king. Yeah, oh, yeah. He failed the challenge card. So that meant he had to drink from the chalice. I think Hermione has full stop covered up the boy fight club. All right. I mean, that would make sense. Her mayor powers. Yeah. Anyway, that goes into the fact that Jughead is sweaty. He's very sweaty because he's been looking at a gargoyle king. And looking at his, as he says, very specifically, gang. gang. And that is a callback to the fact that in the last time on Riverdale, we saw that Joaquin's like, no, man, I joined a new gang. Let's be clear, no one else will ever use that word ever other again. than Jughead. And it is only so delirious Archie can be like, a gang? Because Joaquin joined a gang. Yeah, because so Jughead last episode when he met the Gargoyle, Gargoyle King, turns out he didn't actually mm-hmm. he just kind of like saw him was near him in the forest yeah and then i guess and then f- he said if he followed him to a clearing at which point there was the gargoyle king a f- like a fire pit and then as he calls it a gargoyle gang which is a group of young men i guess and maybe was, women <laughs> let's be clear i think this is this is just some character de- development for jughead that whenever he sees a group of people it's a gang that's where he is now that's where he lives because i don't know aaron if if i saw like someone in someone in a you know a, a robe with a cow skull head and uh and those wings that it has and a bunch of people wearing like gargoyle masks i would call that a but cult he does say that they're disciples which is a good word now no, all but he can he, think but is gang. The thing is that he needs to say gang because you need Archie to wake up and be like, Joaquin said he joined a new gang. Which is not a thing that Archie needs to say because Betty knows that. Um, Kevin Keller reported that to Betty. Yeah. <laughs> but Archie's <laughs> like, wait, before I was stabbed by Joaquin, he said he was in a new gang. Maybe he joined the Gargoyle gang. And I'm like, Thanks, yeah, Archie. Sure. <laughs> sure. And they're basically like, okay, go back to sleep, buddy. I mean, we already knew that. I feel like he could just been like, I feel like a smarter one would have been Archie's like, so Joaquin said he wanted to ascend. What does that mean? Like, What's like, ascend? Oh my God. Joaquin was playing Griffins and Gargoyles. Like, that would have made more sense <laughs> than to have Hams like shove in this. Well, and canonically, like TV canonically, yeah. Betty is smart. Yeah, so I think they were, Archie was like, man, I don't know why Joaquin stabbed me. He said that he that he needed to do it so he could ascend. And they would have been like, oh, ascension, that's a thing we know. Oh, gar- griffins and gargoyles. But, but, like, what if Joaquin, what if when he's like, oh, no, I like I joined a new gang. What if what if it was just like, no, he joined a new gang. Yeah, he literally joined a new gang. Yeah, like he he's joined. He's a ghoulie now. <laughs> or the neo-ghoulies. Ooh, neo-ghoulies. Ooh, the warriors. <laughs> they just drive around on their bikes, have street fights. I haven't seen the Warriors for no, a long time. That's fair. 
fair. <laughs> Warriors takes place in a, in a Warriors takes place in the world that I think Jughead wants to live in, where any group of people are like themed, mm. and there mm. are just like roving gangs. Jughead loves themes and like, outfits. Fun eighties gangs. So anyway, uh, that moves on to the fact that Betty arrives home. So this is the next morning. She sneaks in. Yeah. And Alice, naturally, is right there. Yeah. Because she's always around. She's all, just always looking at the door. And I've noticed that she that in every scene of this episode, she'll do the exact same action, which is that she'll be far away and she'll say something that will like bring her into the moment. Then she'll walk forward and make a point and then she'll be done. And Betty basically <laughs> feels the same way. She's like, Mom... Stop posturing. Yeah, we learn. We do learn some things. We learn that there is a manhunt on for Archie. Ooh. And then Betty learns that Warden Norton is dead, so he's not the Gargoyle King. And she's like, darn it. Now I have to do investigating. <laughs> but, Mom, did you know Norton? And she's like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. What What's things. a Norton? I don't know what things are. I'm at, with the farm now, Betty. Look, my hair is so free and Betty, flowing. Betty is super distrustful of Alice. I actually firmly believe that Alice completely told the truth and just has no idea what's happening. I agree. I don't think Alice is covering anything up. No, I think I th- she was just <laughs> pregnant and spazzy. Yeah, so I think, she's, I think she's not being like, oh, no, I didn't. Like, no, I'm lying by not knowing. She's like, no, I don't know who Norton is. Yeah. But you you went, he was the, what is, well, no, she learns later that he's the RROTC guy. Instructor, which, why would, why would, why would Alice know him? She was a serpent. I don't know. You don't always know people who are at your. Yeah, you don't know all the teachers. Yeah. She would just know he's that weird turtle man who taught the ROTC. She doesn't know he's Warden Norton. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So, um, while this is going on, I guess Archie and Veronica are having bunker sex. Yeah, there's some Which se- explains why his wound gets infected later. <laughs> yeah. I bet she's like, I don't want to, like, ah, this bandage is in the way. <laughs> I, don't worry, we'll just have some sexual healing. This bunker is really clean. <laughs> It's I mean, not. The, I mean, the big problem is they put him on a dirty cot in a bunker. Of course he's going to get infected. <laughs> right? So they, we reiterate the manhunt because apparently, oh my god, they want this boy so bad. His picture is everywhere. His firm jawline, as Veronica says, thanks. Yeah. Veron- oh man, Veronica is on a whole new level of of stuff this episode. So Archie is li- reveals Veronica. He's like, those boys, they're camping in the mine. <laughs> Archie's using the language he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just keeps repeating it, and Veronica's like, you say, stay in the bunker. Archie, you know how there's evidence in your law case? Could I see the evidence? Maybe I could look at the evidence. Not Maybe- the evidence that, you know, two professional lawyers and Betty, detective. The smartest person we know. Maybe I should look at it. And Archie's kind of like, oh, sure, I don't just don't tell right. my dad because he is tired. So the reason that he took the plea deal, which yeah. was like pretty obvious, but he full stop says it, took the plea deal because I was tired of putting my friends and family through hell. <laughs> and it would be better if I was in jail. Then no one would be sad. I've done so many things, Veronica. <laughs> I, I've done so many things. I should have been in jail and you should have accepted that. You should have been happy that I was dealing with my crimes. I like how goddamn dumb sweet Archie is where he's like, oh man, this this trial sure making everyone sad. What I should do is admit to a crime I didn't commit to go to juvenile hall. Then everyone will stop worrying about me. 
So sure. Veronica, don't do any detecting because it might make you sad. And I don't want to make anyone sad. I'm just going to get infected and die in this bunker. <laughs> That's my plan. It's a good one. Uh, we get a second scene where an adult comes into a high school class to threaten teenagers. So in this case, it's Sheriff Minetta. Sheriff McGruff <laughs> is full stop interrogating the entire class at once. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: he's not to begin with, and then Reggie, then like he's like, like so just so you know, uh. If if you help this kid, that's also a crime, and he's a murderer, and you'll also be a criminal if you do that. And then Reggie's like, you know, ah, oh, you can, oh, I didn't do it. I was masturbating. That's <laughs> what he says. <laughs> that is what he you says. You can check my browser history. Which means that Reggie thought really far ahead and just left porn running on his computer while he went to do the pre- the plan. Oh, Reggie knows how to create an alibi. <laughs> Which maybe means Reggie is the smartest of us all. <laughs> he. He might be. He but, might be smarter than Betty. that leads into... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, hang on. Reggie does that, and then Evelyn Ever Never pops in with a... I don't even know Archie. I don't know what an Archie is. I have a club. People can join my club. <laughs> it feels like at this moment, he's just like, I can do this here then. All right. Hey, Josie. <laughs> you're in the front row. What were you doing? You know, if you lie, I'll take away your hopes. I'll take away your dreams. I'll take away your music. Yeah, because she's like, I, I was. She's a really bad liar, but she's like, I was in the music. It's very obvious she's lying. <laughs> so bad. I, I thought maybe it would lead into something as well. But, yeah, they came so close to giving Josie a storyline. Well, so what I thought it would be is because there's this, like, this, like, you know, almost like a Zolly, like, there's this intense zoom as Mineta's like, yeah, you, you'll have none of this stuff. If you're found this out, like, your entire life will be ruined. And then what that leads into is that uh, Josie has, suddenly has, like, a seizure. Like, one of the seizures that... Mm-hmm. Uh, that Betty Betty's and, had and Ethel has had. Yeah. Uh, we do have a shot where Betty stares at Evelyn Evernever, who is staring at Josie. Yeah, and Minna is freaked out by this, because of course it would be. <laughs> because he shouted his child into, <laughs> into a, a seizure. seizure. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he did that. Uh but I thought this would lead into that we would get jo- we would get Josie like feeling her- like she needs to tell the truth. Yeah, like oh no, I'm con- like I, I I. But she doesn't know where he is. Yeah, she has no idea. She doesn't even know that he's in the bunker. I don't think. No, because she wasn't playing G and G with them. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. She and Kevin and Reggie were meeting at Pop Tates, being like, "We should play G and G so we know what's going on." Oh no, but she but she does no she because she held with the breakout. She knows that where he she knows he's in the bunker. Was she in the scene when Veronica's like, "No one told yeah, anything"? Yeah, yeah, because okay. they all went to the bunker, so she knows he's in the bunker. Um, so I thought we were going to get a whole thing with that. Spoiler alert, we don't. Spoiler alert, Josie's still not a main character. They almost gave her a storyline, and then they didn't. Then they decided, no, we have more important things to do they in this episode. They keep doing that to Josie. They keep on being like, oh, here's a here's a cool character thing she could do. No, let's not do that. <laughs> they took a, they take everything from her. They took away her pussycats. It's true. She's not even she's not Josie. She's just Josie. She doesn't even have dreams anymore. Yeah, she's just someone. She's just a girl. Stop taking things from Josie. A girl whose mom is a lawyer. Her mom is more of a main character than she is. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so Betty and Jughead do some researching. They look at some old yearbooks and they talk about what happened. They figure out that this is what they figure out that Norton was uh, the ROTC 
instructor. Instructor or something. And Betty's like, I knew he was connected. Now I have a plan. I have a plan, Stan. All I, got, I have to do is get Veronica to give me the speakeasy. I gotta push these parents into a corner. Meanwhile, the serpents have to go find Joaquin. So they both go off. They sail away on their separate trips. <laughs> where they get nailed down in the party pit. Okay. Hold steady lyrics. No, no I got that. Well, the yeah. audience doesn't. Yeah. Uh... We start with that for uh, Kevin and Archie. Oh, first we had a very tiny scene where McGruff was driving through the tent city. Oh, I yeah. guess destroying it, but he was not shown to be destroying it. He was just driving around in his police car. Yeah. And then Jughead ably recaps the entire story so far and is like, hey, Fangs and Sweet Pea, that's why we have to go after Joaquin. Yeah. It's really, they they just couldn't just show Minetta going through as they had added other stuff. Yeah, but it's... Yeah, a lot of filler. But that leads into, uh, is now Kevin's turn to look after Archie. And he brought Archie a burger, but Archie is so infected. <laughs> so clearly infected. <laughs> that he cannot eat his burger. That Kevin, because Kevin is one of the most competent people on this show, uh, it's like Archie pulls up his wound. He's like, oh yeah, no, that's infected. I know what infected is and that's infected. I'm going to call Betty. I assume she can get me a doctor. <laughs> Which leads us right into Betty being like, yeah, no, you'll be fine. Here, just go to this guy. And we knew then it was the young coroner. Of course it's going to be the coroner. He takes money for anything. But first, Betty walks into the speakeasy (laughs) into a scene that is impossible to recap. (laughs) So she walks into the speakeasy and all the parents are there. And Alice is like, Betty, did you do this? So at first we're like, how did... How did Betty convince a bunch of adults to come to this thing? Turns out she sent them the letters from the Gargoyle King. And so they all came. So of course, and then they all, and then they keep complaining that they came. Like <laughs> she didn't threaten them. She didn't force like, them. She, she was just like she said. Them, so she said, said. Eventually, essentially, what she did, she sent them like a D. Like, hey, do you guys want to play D and D on Saturday? And they all came. And they all came. And but then they're when, mad that there's a smart. I don't know. They're don't know. just mad it's Betty. And then, Lair- then Lawyer McCoy's like, my daughter just had a seizure. I shouldn't be here. It's like, then why did you come? No one made you come. Your entire thing is like, oh, we can't talk about the Gargoyle King. But you decided to come. So. I think they're all murderers. Yeah, I think they all I'm, murdered I'm, him I together. It really feels like it's leading up to like a murder on the Orient, Orient Express thing. Except for I don't think this show is that good. Well, and there's no way they all work together. Because can you imagine Hiram ever working with anyone? Well, the, and the only reason I say that is because that is the only way anything they ever do makes any sense, is if they're all implicated. Because n- right now, none of them are implicated. Yeah. They, they, they all decide to go through these incredible lengths to protect the one of them, which is a murderer. And they don't know which one of them is. But they're like, ah, oh, man, one of us is a murderer. We better do everything in our power to keep that person safe. Because no one thinks they're mur- the only person who has ever thought they were murderers is Betty. <laughs> yeah, they have never been under suspicion. Yeah, but uh, them. So as Betty's doing that, uh, Hermione thinks that it's uh, it's Penelope Blossom because why not? She's one of the, and she was one of their GMs. Um, Daddy Keller does reveal that the warden confiscated a game manual, so he's yeah. like, I guess that's how he got involved. And remember, once you get a manual, you have to you have play to play. It. You're forced. Uh, but then Penelope Blossom starts throwing out some clearly nonsense. Some obvious lies. It was 
uh, I can't remember his name, Daryl Doily. But yeah, Daryl. Daryl Doily. He loved me, and he we he wanted us to ascend together, but he didn't work up the courage. Then years later, and I said no, and I thought he cleaned the chalices, but he didn't clean the chalices. And then the principal was dead, and then years later he came to me with grief. From what he had done and love for me, Penelope Blossom. <laughs> the most beautiful woman in Riverdale. But once and then again, everyone stood up and clapped. <laughs> but I said, nay, nay, sir, for we have a family. I am married to my, to my, my adopted brother. brother. And you are married to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Who we have never seen and probably will never see. And then the next day... He was dead yeah, so in the, his car so we in were the wa- garage. I don't know if they ever set up earlier. We were wondering where he was. Turns out he was dead. Which makes Dilton Doily the most so, tragic figure on this show. I mean, also his mom, who I assume is still alive. We haven't heard she's dead yet. Very tragic. So either all the Doilies are dead from suicide or, or there's this woman hanging around and her husband and her son committed suicide. Committed suicide. And as it will eventually be revealed, has there? I want her story. Right. I want her to be involved in this because apparently her life has been taken away. Her life has been destroyed by, by Griffins gar- and Gargoyles. Yeah, by Griffins and Gargoyles. I want her involved. But no. No. Uh, so Betty is immediately skeptical about all of this. And then then they all at that moment realize that they're adults. <laughs> and they're, <laughs> they're like, like, we're just going to we, leave. We have places to be, Betty. And she's like, dummies. I'm not. I'm not going to stop. And then, and then I was like, I hope you got out of that. Like, I hope you got what you wanted. And uh, and just like, no, I clearly did it. I clearly got nothing from that. <laughs> this is nonsense. You guys are all insane. And my favorite thing is like, so after after Penelope Blossom does her does her like old talk, Betty's like, that's bull. What do you do? That's bull. And then, Blo- then Penelope like gives this like this like smile like, yes, she bought it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> now, something that's also very oh, important. Oh, by the way, Alice does buy it, though. <laughs> she sure does. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, Alice, noted journalist. <laughs> also very important about this, they don't give Luke Perry Andrews any lines. <laughs> no, nah, he's just sort of there to you, smolder. You can't give him a line. Cause y- you know he's like, this is nonsense. This is like, they can't give him a line in these scenes because they're like, we can't do this without ruining his character. But it's like someone's like, no, you can't. Just make him be quiet. You can have him in the scene. Please don't make him talk. I think he had like one off, like one yeah. offline that said nothing. Where he was basically like, "I too am an adult. <laughs> I am also here." Keller also barely has anything to do in these scenes because we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we have a sh- oh. We forgot to mention, during the scene, Betty accidentally reveals that Jughead has been playing Griffins and Gargoyles to figure out who the Gargoyle King is, and it's making him real crazy. Which, of course, sets FB off being like, my boy, the boy's playing playing the Dungeons and Dragons or the Griffins and the Gargoyles. I'm going to show you, boy. Oh, I know he's playing that game. His lips are blue, boy. Because <laughs> he's the first parent who leaves. He's like, oh, my oh, boy. Look at that boy. And then he gets there, and he goes to the boy, and, and he... <laughs> And cuffs him to the fridge. Now, this is a big problem because Jughead has just discovered that Joaquin is in a youth hostel, which I first heard is youth hospital. And it really distracted me. No, no. No, no, no. No, Joaquin's fine. Yeah. 
Uh, so yes, Jughead is. <laughs> his dad is like, also, "You're addicted. You're gonna detox, boy." I was like, "I'll tell you right now, this is like the second last time we see FP in this scene." So what he does is he comes in. and It's like that game is addictive. You're addicted to. <laughs> God, every time I think of like I understand G and G. Every time I think of this and in place in Dungeons and Dragons, the game we played last week, and mm-hmm. I play every single week. Just imagining <laughs> someone just being like, "You're addicted. It's an evil game." And then handcuffing your child to a fridge and then leaving and never returns home. Brian and Darcy, you know, you guys know them. Our guest stars play two two games of D&D a week. (laughs) Oh, man, they're addicted. They're addicted. They're addicted. We got to handcuff them. Uh, (laughs) Who will feed the dogs? They can't leave. I don't know. FB doesn't worry about that. He handcuffs his son to a fridge and then leaves for the episode. Well, I mean, luckily his son can at least get into the fridge so he can feed himself. That's good. Yes. Uh, that moves on to Archie getting all stitched up by the coroner. The young coroner has been paid off to fix Archie and give him antibiotics. <laughs> and which, just be creepy for a little bit. I'm sorry. I cannot imagine any doctor would not see this young man who is clearly about to have his blood poisoned and be like, mm, I cannot help you unless I am paid off. Well, I mean, he's a sketchy coroner, Aaron. If there's like, one thing we know about the sketchy coroners is they're sketchy. Medical ethics. <laughs> Sketchy coroner. Hippocratic oath. I am sketchy coroner. I am 100% fine <laughs> with sketchy coroner being cons- – still being – because remember, they, they also take – they both also take money to reveal the – Autopsy results. And, yeah. and not only for things – like, remember that one time where they didn't even ask? Oh, yeah. They just they called. They called up and be like, hey, you want to buy some autopsy results? That's true. Clearly, the morality on these people is not 100%. Also, he only wants small bills, which... <laughs> which is delightful. Which is, yeah, weird. Um, so, while he's off getting those antibiotics, Archie, without even trying at all, very easily talks Kevin into going to the mines with him. Yeah, he needs to go to Shadow Lake. I want to take a moment here. Archie is 100% sure those kids are at Shadow Lake, but all the warden says, like, you know what I would do is I'd hang out in the mine. Like, he said, everybody says they're here. I think they're probably in the mines, though. And Archie has just taken that as utter truth. All right, I got it. Like, I feel like, I feel like once again, they could just been like, warden and say, like, oh, but you know, but, but you know what I heard from people, some people I know, I heard they're actually hanging out in the mines. You know what scuttlebutt around the prison is. Yeah, like, you could have just changed it so it would be more sure, because it's... <laughs> All I think was that the, that the warden is some sort of weirdo who's like, I would have hidden in the mines. I we mean, learned later that those mines are covered in like gargoyle art. To be fair, Archie's got some pretty serious blood poisoning going <laughs> on here. So is he thinking the clearest he has ever thought? Oh, there's no way he can be. There's no way. And then we get the dumbest scene I think I have ever seen in Riverdale to this point. So... Remember when we were watching OC season two and I was getting like a little frustrated with Seth? Yeah. And you were telling me about how he's the writer's darling. Yeah. Where the writers come up with a character who they think is so clever and amazing and funny that they take them too far. Yeah. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, I talk about it a lot. This is Veronica. Oh, yeah. Because so Veronica, she's gone the evidence and she's looking at a laptop and then she notices something. She notices that. The time code skips ahead by 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Three people who are doing a case for 
for someone who they love a whole lot, like Molly Ringwald Andrews, who is such a good lawyer that she was headhunted to go to Chicago, which I don't think is near Riverdale. And they make it very, very clear that like the that Betty and Laura McCoy and Molly Ringwald Andrews all worked so hard to do this. Tirelessly. You're me not one of those people noticed that ten minutes. That the time code skipped 10 minutes on a tape that they had to have watched a thousand times. And you know what? You can't even justify it away. Because I, I had this moment where I was like, well, put in a scene where she talks to Lawyer McCoy. And Laura McCoy is like, yeah, yeah, we saw that, but we couldn't find yeah. missing evidence. But even then, I think if the time skip was there, then you throw out all the testimonies. Yeah, yeah. it's Like, it doesn't even matter. It's... It's a kind of character development that I hate because what it did is that it did not make Veronica better. It didn't make Veronica smarter or cleverer or better. It made it everyone made else dumber. everyone else worse. You you may, you decide to make this character have this this great realization moment that only works by having all these other characters be the dumbest people ever. Now it would have been okay, I guess. If they had doctored the time as well and she noticed, like, a fuzz around the numbers, like it had been photoshopped or something, right? Yeah, I mean, like... I don't know why Veronica as, would have that skill. I think they should have just found a different way. Yeah, this because, is so cause, dumb. Because her... As soon as she mentioned the evidence, I already, like, felt it, like, felt it rising within me. The idea that, like, professionals who could... Who... This was their entire job. Professionals who looked... Who poured over it for months for months at a time apparently could not find it out but veronica spends 10 minutes well, and breaks it wide open you'd think the easy way to do this is she would be able to find evidence that hiram paid off the boys yes because she lives in his house they should have done so they, she finds like, like a fragment of a burned or what, ledger or she finds something in the house what would have been what the only thing that i can figure out is what should have done is that she should have like contacted like larry mccord so they've been like hey so you don't have any you don't have the footage from the uh the room and they're like like no it was corrupted or 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 like like something that's clearly suspicious but they couldn't prove, prove anything was that she's like but you know what my dad, because this is what it comes down to, is that when she's like, "Oh, I found the missing ten minutes." Like, no, I found like I found like, oh, there's ten minutes missing. She's like, "Like, um, my dad always keeps this like evidence somewhere." Like, if it had just been that there was no file at all, and she's like, "No, no, there has to be a file." Yeah, and everyone said, "Oh, the footage was corrupted." Yeah, it's really convenient, but what can you do? The footage was corrupted. Yeah, yeah and you, she finds the original you, footage. Either corrupted, or they're like, "Oh no, they apparently the um the camera was broken that day." Yeah, or Riverdale like, doesn't record interrogations anymore. Um, or like some sort of nonsense to be to, for them to be like, "We know this is suspect." There was nothing we could do, but Veronica being like, I know my dad, I know these things, that shows her character that doesn't take away from the other people. And we have, we watched the episode half an hour ago, we've been talking about this for seven minutes? Yeah. And I think we came up with something better. Yeah. It's... If we had a week to figure this out, we could really... But oh my god, it's so clear. It is so clear that the writers, uh, the writers of the show were just, were just like, oh no, but this would be cool. It shows that Veronica is so smart. It, but it doesn't. It does not show Veronica so smart. And they needed Veronica to be the one who gets men out of jail. Like, it had to be Veronica. And that's fine if it has to be her. But don't but do, do it, it in, in a way, way that... But do it in a way that makes her character better and more interesting. Instead of, like, 
Sorry, just, I don't want to do this any longer, but very quickly. Like, the time code skip is such an obvious thing. Like, I do editing. I notice time, time code is the first thing I always look at because that tells yeah. you where things get weird. That is the first thing a lawyer would look at if they're watching it to be like, hey, is there anything weird with the time code? Yeah. It's... It's infuriating. It's infuriating. And it and it's the problem is that it sets up everything else that's about to happen. Well, here's something hilarious. Hiram walks in and he's like, Why are you looking at Archie's evidence? <laughs> and Veronica's like, I do what I want. <laughs> and then Hiram goes to his office to call Sheriff McGruff. Fine, whatever. Yeah. In a delightful turn of events, he has replaced the oil painting of Veronica with an oil painting of himself. So now both his daughter and him have an oil painting of themselves in their place of work. And this is the best thing I have ever it's, seen. And it's lit, it's lit in the most foreboding way because you don't see his entire body. You only see his face. His glowing so orange you just, face. So you just have Hiram Lodge's face just staring at you. And he's, he's like, Minetta, go to those boys at Shadow Lake. Cool. I don't know what, what her looking at the thing reminded him to do that. Well, like, he was like, oh, no, the boys. <laughs> I just she's, remember. She's thinking about the boys. I just remembered the boys. I better tie up these loose ends. Mm, time to tie up those boys. If only Andre weren't dead, he would have taken care of it without me asking him. Andre <laughs> oh, Andre. Murders so many boys. He's um, so good at murdering boys. However, Andre, if he had known that his actions would put <laughs> his best friend Archie in jail... I think would have let a revolt, revolt against well, I mean, Hiram. That's, that's why they had to kill him, because they realized that if he had been around, he would have broken Archie out of jail. He would have torn, like... <laughs> he would have burned that juvie to the ground. <laughs> and he would have carried all the boys out on his back. <laughs> but I'm, first, Archie. Yeah, I'm... Because <laughs> the weird thing about um uh, about him is that he, he just wants to protect teenage boys. There's nothing weird about it. He but, did murder one, but but he but he hated it. So he did to protect another teenage boy. He's like, "You are the worst teenage boy. You must die so the others can thrive." <laughs> <laughs> it's totally normal. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so this moves on, and Betty uh, finds Jughead chained still. Still, Still chained to the fridge. Yep. And he's like, do you have a bobby pin? And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she pay- so this, essentially this is just her coming. They, this entire episode, there's a lot of times where Betty and Jughead just meet up to be like, so you still doing your thing? Yeah. You still doing your thing? Yeah. Once again, they sail off on two separate trips. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like they were trying to set up something toward what we see at the end of the episode. But I didn't but, feel it. But I, I didn't did not feel it did not feel it very well. I, I didn't know that I had to have feels. Uh we sort of talked about this a little bit, but uh Veronica calls Archie while him and Kevin are leaving the I mean she calls Kevin and she's right. like, What the what? I go at him to be like, his wound was infected. It's like he was rolling around on a cot. Why was he well, rolling around on the car? Yeah, it's like she thinks that Kevin took Archie out for a joyride. And Kevin really needs to be like, he was dying. I saved him. This is very clear. They actually haven't left for Shadow Lake yet. At this point. They're at the. Yeah, even, even if they had not decided to go to Shadow Lake, he still would have been like, he had an infection. I've saved his life, Veronica. But because now they're continuing on. Yeah, now yeah. they're in trouble. Now they're in trouble. Uh, but she's like. There, there was a whole ten minutes missing from your, 
freaking tape. And Archie's like, oh, would your dad put that in his office? Yeah, it's like, no, he he wouldn't get rid of it. He wants to hold on to it because he needs to lord it over someone. I'm but like, he needs to put it far away from him. Yeah. The farthest place he could possibly put it, my mom's office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. In, yeah. 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 On the, on the computer of a... Of a public figure. On the mayor's computer, let's put this damning evidence. <laughs> you know what? There's never been an instance of like a pub like, you know, a public system being hacked or used or like someone getting in trouble for using for something like someone using a private server. Using or a something. private email when they're supposed to only use their public email? <laughs> that hasn't happened in recent history. <laughs> I didn't lose an election for someone. Huh. 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 Wait, is the show making commentary? <laughs> No. No, it's not. <laughs> but anyway, so she's going to head to the mayor's office to Cool work, Veronica. File. So immediately after this, Archie and Kevin sneak through the woods. And I guess these are the Shadow Lake woods instead of the woods near Riverdale. But they look the same. And cut to the person who got there faster, which is Minetta fast walking through the forest. And they're like, oh, Hiram. <laughs> My God. It's all connected. Why didn't he do this when I, as soon as I broke out? I feel like that would have been the easiest choice to make. It would have been smart. Yeah. 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 But but he did it. <laughs> he waited for Veronica Nothing to smart. remind him. <laughs> oh, right. The boys. The boys. Speaking of Veronica. She's snooping on her mom's very poorly organized computer. Oh, my God. She has so many folders on her desktop. So many icons and things saved directly to the desktop. <laughs> It's let's be very clear. That is very much like a middle-aged person's computer and someone who should not be mayor. She is not qualified to be mayor. She is not organized to be mayor. And one of the folders on the desktop of this computer it, it doesn't have a name. It just has the symbol of the Gargoyle King. And I'm going to tell you, even if I wasn't in there looking for damning evidence, if I saw a folder... With a symbol? Because do you know how... She would have she had to have made a custom image, like, <laughs> in Photoshop, and then used it on that fo- file folder. It's true. Which, like, don't... Don't label your secret things like that. You na- la- you la- you label it something generic, like story. Tax returns. Ace. The things that people don't want to click on. Also, her password to her work computer is Veronica's birthday? I, I was not paying Veronica attention to the moment. Veronica whispered something. She whispered birthday. And wasn't there also a passcode that was Veronica's birthday or Hermione's birthday? In like season one, someone's I know I think it was someone's measurements. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's totally right. <laughs> it was. I Wait, think it was, was Hermione's it, measurements. Was it actually measurements, or was that just the goof we made? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Everything's mixing together. Um, anyway, anyway, she finds it. So the the fact that it's marked with the Gargoyle King thing made me be like, oh my god! So now this is related to the Gargoyle King. However, within the folder, everything is n- labeled things like Danny's testimony. Yeah, it's yeah. Essentially, that folder should have been labeled damning evidence. evidence. <laughs> damning evidence. So Veronica emails the damning evidence to Monica Pope, who Which is, is her, that's her fake name for the. Oh, that's she, right. She yes. mails it to the the um, innocence, innocence project. project. I can remember who the name was for. That, yeah. That's her fake name. And she sits there, and she's like, "Oh no, internet, go faster, go faster." 
because the internet's always slow when you're emailing damning evidence. Well, also when you're working in a public building. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone breaks down the door, and it's the secretary and a police officer. Which apparently the sta- the standing order is that if Veronica enters her parents... If she enters the mayor's office, she gets arrested. She gets arrested. I I like that... Not like. I use like sarcastically. Yeah, I'll just say like because I can't think of the thing. It's like when you say, oh, I find it funny. Is that sort of thing? Yeah. Um, the fact that the lodges apparently don't play by – don't don't want to comprehend laws existing. It's like they have their own internal laws and they can't comprehend external ones. They live by mob law. <laughs> Except for Veronica doesn't. That's true. She's she's just like ah, there's nothing I can do about this legally. He's my dad. I got I get well. It's like when she was talking to her mom, like oh, this is what how lodge women work. We parry a post and we use our wiles and giles. <laughs> All them giles. <laughs> oh, Veronica. But yeah, Veronica. Veronica gets arrested. Hey, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Kevin, tonight I am drinking a can of gin and tonic. (laughs) It's one of them. It's one of them. I had two choices of beverages, and we started watching this episode, and I was like, yeah, yeah, come here. At what point would you say that happened for you? I know a point where I'm like, sometimes I watch the episodes, and I try to think of, like, what is the point where I would have turned this off? I probably would have turned it off when FP handcuffed his son to the fridge and then just walked into the daytime. <laughs> just goodbye. You'll never see me again. I'm not a character on this show. Um, oh, man. I think mine would have been as soon as Veronica was like, can I look at the evidence? Because I'm like, oh, my gosh. she's much earlier. Yeah, like, oh, gosh. She's going to find something and it's not going to be done well and it's going to make other people worse. But if I had turned it off then, I wouldn't have seen that scene of Betty confronting the parents. And it's that true. is actually one of my favorite things the show has done. Yeah. I Here's the, here's the weird thing. I, Betty feels like a character trying to desperately escape from the show. <laughs> She's like, no, guys. Let's use some logic, please. Like, like I can picture it every single moment ever anyone does anything dumb when she's just like, are you serious? This is what we're doing now? Betty is us. <laughs> I mean, occasionally she she gets tricked and she falls into it, but... But mostly... Mostly. I just want to be Betty Cooper when I grow up. So how's your drink? It's good. Oh! Oh, it has a man on it who is a, a, a moose man. That is a moose man. He's like the Gargoyle King, but fancy and has full-size arms. Yeah. <laughs> full hands. Full hands. Oh, I might have to take a picture of this for our fans. This is the better gargoyle king. <laughs> the the moose king? The elk king? It's definitely a moose. Definitely a moose. Yeah. Do you want some? No. No, you would man, not like I'm it. still full. It tastes like quinine. I definitely don't want it. That's what gin and tonic tastes like. Because people used to uh, take their quinine with gin to like cover the taste a little bit. Yeah. And then they created tonic water to taste like quinine. Because they like the taste of the medicine with the gin. <laughs> True historical fact I hate for you. people. Ugh, this tastes terrible, but this tastes good, but it tastes better when I put something terrible in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 90% sure it's that 
the quinine tastes like the tonic. Yeah. <laughs> History degree. That's so dumb. If that's true. It's true. Google it afterwards. <laughs> that's why tonic water gin and tonic taste the way it does. Uh, oh, man. This sandwich tastes terrible. I should put dirt in it. <laughs> That'll make it good. Then it's better. Then you no longer have a sandwich. You just have dirt. So you make a sandwich replacement. You just Stockholm syndrome yourself into into being like, no, like I have to take this medicine, but also drink this gin. Now I need both of them. <laughs> but Kevin, I've never taken quinine. I know, but but humanity has <laughs> the gin drinkers of humanity. So Jughead now, freshly released from his fridge cage. Interrogates Joaquin in the forest, because I guess they dragged him out of the hostel. Yeah, and it's a very, very, very intense scene, and Joaquin is... Oddly forthcoming. Well, he's both forthcoming. Yeah. He clearly knows nothing. No, he knows two very small, but, well, three. Yeah. Very small, very important facts. One, the warden is given so many game cards, and he wins at all of them. Until the one about Archie. Yeah. Two, the brand that he put on Archie stands for sacrifice. Yes. So Archie will never live. Well, he's a target for murder forever. Because he already was branded with sacrifice. And also, something, something, the man in the black suit. Yeah, I don't quite know what that is. Because that leads Jughead to... all to, to Hiram. To, to do what he always does, which is go by himself to approach Hiram. And, and shout at shout, him. <laughs> and shout bizarre things at him until Hiram goes, what? I'm a grown-up. I Man, you don't know how much I wish Hiram was, like, a good guy. <laughs> it was Jughead's always shouting at him. So he could just be like, what did you just... Because the Jughead comes in and it's, and it's like, as the beginning, as the end, all things come together. Oblivion has come upon us, brought to you, brought to us by you. And he's like, what the hell? I was just volunteering at the soup kitchen. <laughs> I'm having dinner with my family. Look, I get along with Veronica. <laughs> I like the idea of Jughead just approaching <laughs> random guys in suits, just being like, just the sh- end. The end of the world here, heralded by your your blasphemy. There is a game uh, master, a master of the game, and he will tell you how the game must end, for he is the master of us all. Like, ah, the the ghoulies are your gang, and so is G&G, and he used G&G to, like, rule your kingdom, which is the south side, for you the gargoyle king. Hiram, essentially, uh, is like, I'm not a nerd. He's like, what? Shut up, nerd. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I, d- I don't do things because of some sort of nerd game. I do it because I don't like who my daughter's dating. Then he claims, I am not a murderer. You know who's a murderer? Clifford Blossom. Hal Cooper. Sheriff Keller? I mean, he did, but... But accident. The, well, not well, accident. Not accident. In the line of dude. Uh, it's gray. <laughs> Look, it's a weird thing. I would not go... I, but I would not put him in the same class as Hal Cooper and, and Clifford Blossom. F.P. Jones. For I am the only non-murderer. Literally, he just starts throwing out names. He's saying dads. Ronald McDonald. Notably, does not say Luke Perry Andrews. Because we all know that he cannot even murder a fly. <laughs> and, you, and you cannot say that he could. No. The world will stop you. He tried to say it. 
But he choked on his own words. But then he's taken away from that because he gets a call. <laughs> because Veronica's in jail. Yeah, Veronica's full stop in actual jail. There's like a grown-up in the cell with her. Yeah, and she throws some real attitude at him, but I feel like her base response should be like, why am I in jail? What am I arrested for? Like, I guess you could say it was for trespassing but But i feel like there's no also the 16 year old child of the mayor yeah i feel like there's no way they'll hold up like 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 unfortunately the newspaper in this town doesn't exist because it's well technically it's run by hiram yeah but aaron who's the reporter who's any you 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 had hal and you had alice and alice is crazy and hal's in jail this town doesn't have a newspaper Hiram's just writing tweets and then just printing them in the newspaper. I mean, this is the reason, I think this is the reason why that town sucks so much. They do not have journalism. Like, the only journalism they have is, I guess, Betty and Jughead. At the Blue and Gold. The Blue and Gold, their school. No, remember, they got kicked off of the Blue and Gold, and Kevin was the only one left on the paper. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, that's why Hiram can get away with so much, is because he knows no one's going to, like... No one's ever going to report on him. Well, like, I feel like if you just break the story that's, like, yeah, six-year-old, like, her... Six-year-old girl arrested by her dad for going into her mom's office. (laughs) The sheriff is out of town, so they will not allow her to call a lawyer or make her a single phone call. Except for, I mean, she does. I don't know why. I don't know why Hiram was being difficult. She's like, I want my call. And Hiram's like, we'll figure it out. Cut to making the call. The call? To Luke Perry Andrews. The only person you should call while you're in jail. And she's like, hey, your son went to the mines. I am in jail. Please call lawyer McCoy. Also, I do want to say you get more than one phone call in jail. Yeah, it's been... like it's it's it, that's that's an urban legend that you get one phone call. Yeah, especially uh, when you're 16. But but I mean, hey, that is a TV concept. I'm, it's one of the things fine. I'm fine with. It's like a silencer. Like I'm fine with it. Yeah. So Luke Perry is like, oh, <laughs> fine. Your son went to a lake. Ah, damn it. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm dealing with it. I'll do this. Call I got the mayor it. first or the former mayor first, though. I guess. <laughs> yeah, because. She needs her lawyer. So Betty goes to visit our best friend, Junior Corner Creep. <laughs> yep. And yep. she finds out that Daddy Doily did not die of car suicide. He died of oleander poisoning. Yes. Um, and it was covered up by the sheriff at the time. Who was obviously Sheriff Keller, because there's only ever been two sheriffs in this town. And this brings up the idea that being like, this has to be a murder on the Orient Express thing. Because, so the idea right now is that Sheriff Keller covered up the the murder of of um, Daryl Doyle. Because he didn't know who he was covering up for. He was covering it up for all of them. But at that point... Should this you person's ask killed two people. If, if you thought it was the same person as, like, when you were a kid, they've killed two people. And now they've started killing someone with people within your circle. Yeah. You kept the secret. Yeah. So, do you not think they'll kill you next? Like, wh- if if they're not all in on it together, the, the idea of covering it up makes no sense. Because your idea is like, one of us is a murderer. We got to keep covering it up as he as they kill more people. And he does say, I was covering it up for all of us. And then he, right after that, says, but I'm pretty sure I was actually covering up for Penelope Blossom. Because <laughs> yeah, I saw the oleander in her greenhouse when I was in face Blossom's death. I, but before he can say anything else, he's called away. And finally, our hot down adventure is to come. Now, they're not they're not fully, like, we don't get all of them. Which is why it does not work. Yeah. 
Uh, but no, no, he and he sprints away. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, he's oh, gone. Oh no, I'm there. Goodbye, Betty. <laughs> Leaves her to pay for his milkshake because he has to go uh, find Archie and Kevin who have arrived with the Shadow Boys. And they are wandering. They're wandering those shadow mines, looking for those shadow boys. There's gargoyle things all over the walls. So many drawings, so many symbols. Which I'm not sure if the boys did or if it's supposed to be like that is just a place where like Warren Norton played G&G. But Kevin, it's a disaster. Because those shadow boys are shadow dead. Well, of course they are. You Minetta, you didn't try to beat Minetta there. You saw Minetta and be like, all right, let's let, let's let him go first. More. Like, you, <laughs> you didn't try to... Yeah, you did nothing. Like, I, what, what did you think was going to happen? He was just going to have a cool conversation not, not with them? Not saying you should have jumped in there and, like, wrestled no, him with the gun. No, because then you also would have been dead. But you you didn't try to, like, get there for do anything other than, like... So what we're saying here <laughs> is Archie is right. Yeah, sure. So the boys are dead. One boy is not dead. And Archie's like, we gotta take him to the hospital. These boys were shot because of me. And then Kevin's like... Archie, <laughs> you gotta settle we down, should dude. take him to the hospital. However, manhunt for you? And Archie's like, oh, I don't care. We gotta save him. And Kevin's like, oh, I just wanted to be the voice of reason. Let's go. <sighs> I guess I'm part of this. Uh, speaking of dead. Jughead and his hench boys. The, yeah, the serpent. The two serpents. Yep. The two serpents with speaking lines. Fangs and Sweet Pea. Yeah. Wasn't there another one? I don't know. Um, yeah. a ro- they get they get back to the caravan from I guess Jughead yelling at Hiram. Yeah, he took both of them with him. And well, no, well, hang on. They they tell him, "Hey, you should come see this." So they get there before him. Yeah, and Joaquin is in a chair. He has the sacrifice brand on his forehead, and, and he drinks some blue his juice. Lips are blue, which we've learned is blueberry freeze aid. We yeah. got a flavor this episode. Yeah. Um. It is worth saying at this point, both me and Air had the same thought, which is like, how did he get there? Yeah, how did no one notice him being dropped off? How like, did he get there first? Like, did Men- Mineta actually clear out the serpents so there's no one there? Where did they go? Anyway, Their tents are all there. Anyway, can't dwell on that. And him the, dead. The point is, Joaquin is dead, and Jughead is. <laughs> that point, Jughead is like, oh man, I need to go find Archie. I need to go find Archie. No, he says I need to go find Archie. <laughs> So, um, Keller and Luke Perry Andrews have now found also the cave mine. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. They get a call to the hospital. But when we actually go to the hospital, unfortunately, that, uh. That boy that is boy, dead. That boy died. And Archie is real broken up about it. He's done so many things. <laughs> I've done so many things. I deserve to be punished. And Kevin's just like. You don't. You don't. And I, I want to, I want to take this moment to remind everyone: the actors on this show are really good actors. KJ Apa, KJ Apa knows how to put out like real emotion. He is no longer a robot in emotions. However, he is a robot <laughs> in the words coming out of his mouth. I don't know if we ever said he was a robot because of emotions. He's always been a very emotional robot. There's been other reasons he's a robot. But guys, his lines. His lines. Yeah. Th- his dialogue. Tr- truly, um, while, he, while he was in jail, he got a few knocks and that sort of just, like, loosened up his, I guess, emotional programming. And now he just, he knows that Hiram will come after him forever and everyone around him will just keep dying. And <laughs> Kevin's like, I mean, those boys are criminals. They try to, they, like, you know, they try to 
they they, they, they they perjured themselves and they also broke into your house and threatened to kill you guys and so. they were going to kill you but yeah sure feel bad about that i guess and archie is just so sad and kevin is so sad and buff kevin yeah i mean kevin's been working out he, in that scene earlier god he looks he's so jacked that wrestling is working for him and being the rrtc yeah yeah uh, anyway, uh, Betty takes Keller's advice and has has invited Penelope Blossom back to the speakeasy. And Penelope Blossom goes. Which, which is a fun way of once again avoiding the fact of trying to figure out what Penelope Blossom does when she's not on camera. Yeah. <laughs> she just disappears. <laughs> because I like the idea of like, oh, well, did you go talk to Penelope Blossom? Where? At her. What? In the. I guess this is regular the speakeasy. <laughs> which means Betty. <laughs> Called her up. I was like, hey, can you meet this speakeasy? She's like, all right, teenager, I'll I'm do bored. This. I got nothing else to do. I'm not running a brothel. So Penelope Blossom points out that she isn't dumb enough to use Oleander because it leaves a mark. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great thing. That's a great thing to do is like, ah, you killed him because of this. Oh, if I killed him, I would have killed him so much better. But you know who you should look at? Your mother, because she wrote a story about the suicide. And why did she cover it up? And I'm like, the answer to that is that the sheriff covered it up. So she wrote the story, the sheriff... She got the evidence and wrote a story based on the evidence she was given. Yeah. That's how journalism works. Yeah. And, like, yeah, maybe she should have, what, broken, done what she usually does and just pay off the corner. Maybe she wasn't paying him off the corner at that point. Yeah, maybe she didn't know. So, Lawyer McCoy posts bail for Veronica. And Veronica's like, Lawyer McCoy, I found some missing evidence. Could that get Archie out of – she tra- talks around it <laughs> well, a lot she, more than she that. Well, she Veronica's it super hard yeah. where she's like, I have to be super coy about this. And then her and McCoy share a smile and it's weird. That's good. Yeah. Meanwhile, in a better storyline, Betty confronts Alice again. <laughs> and Alice is like, Betty, I literally know nothing. Do you not know how dumb your mother is? <laughs> Betty, I don't understand <laughs> – I wrote a story based on the evidence I had. How is this my fault? Once again, if if they're not all involved, that's the only other answer. Unfortunately, during this fight... Oh, but yeah, we do see a thunderstorm beginning outside, which instantly means their power is going to go out, because that's the only time it rains. Ever. Ever. Well, except for sometimes when Archie's sad, it rains. It's, yes, but <laughs> that's true. He is sad right now. But it doesn't rain for him. No. It only rains over the... Uh, <laughs> only over the Cooper house. No, I mean, the people are in another state. They're in Shadow Lake. That's true. So that's fine. So uh, the lights go out. Oh, no. And and they, so a shadow goes by the window. Oh, no. Opens the door. No one's there. So they slam the door. And no then, one is immediately in their eyeline. <laughs> and then, then lit by some light somewhere. <laughs> by some very long lightning. Is the is the gargoyle king. He raises his tiny arms. And they scream and run. They run to Betty's room where it turns out Alice is the most unobservant mother that has ever mothered. <laughs> yeah, there's like a tombstone set up in there with their names on it. But it used to be Daryl Doyley's t- tombstone. Yeah. And there's a skeleton on her bed. Yeah. Is it Daryl Doily? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? And then FP just comes to the window being like, I'm trying to come in and you slam the door on me. <laughs> and then there's this weird shot where like he is like comforting Alice. But he's staring at Betty and Betty like looks at him and looks at the tombstone and like, backs up and is frightened and scared and like Betty, get out of the TV show. Go back to your own TV show where you're smart and capable. <laughs> you definitely have another TV show going on. Yeah. Get out of Riverdale. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, 
sadly, the hot dads get to the hospital too late. Archie is already gone, but he left a note for his dad, which we don't get to hear, which is fine. But can you imagine Luke Perry Andrews emoting to that Because note? we see the emotions. We see the sadness. And we we learned the base of it, because I'm pretty sure he just reiterates it to Veronica later. Yeah. But then we get another pretty dumb scene. Veronica just smuggy smugs at her parents. Yeah, and Veronica has the supervillain flaw, where I think she... I mean, I think this actually does go through because it sounds like a lot of stuff happens off screen. Mm-hmm. Either that or she's really making assumptions already. But she tells her parents what she's done and what her plan is. Yeah. To such great extent. That I feel like I feel like somehow Hiram could be like, well, then I'll mafia this. Yeah. I'm very concerned. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I feel like she's probably going to get away with it because it's Veronica. So meanwhile. Betty... So, FP's gone. Yeah, he, he is went wa- somewhere. He, he, just, just like when he handcuffed Jughead to a fridge, he was there to hug Alice and then left. And then walked into the night, never to be seen again. Like, anyway, I gotta go. I'm walking around. I handcuffed Jughead to the <laughs> fridge? Like, I should go back and take like him off. The Betty's like, where's Jughead? He's like, oh, he's at... Oh, dang it. <laughs> I gotta go. I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go home. Oh, man. So Betty stares at Alice. Alice, I have how, a question. How, yeah, is it how far after? Yeah, how did this happen? <laughs> how far after um, the um, the power outage did this happen? Yes. It feels like it's the same night, doesn't it? But how did she set all of this up? I don't know. Because Alice is like, Betty, I've been thinking. <laughs> I this place sucks. Our home is no longer safe. So many murderers break into it. <laughs> so instead, I'm going to live in the farm with Polly and the twins. And, and I'm like, she's not mentioning Betty. And Betty's like, I'm not going to the farm. I was like, you're right. So instead, at on cue, these men just walk into their house. Betty's going to the sisters of quiet sorrow and misery. And I had so many conflicting thoughts at once. One of them was, man, Betty, bet you wish you shut it down now. The second was, how? Can you get, I don't think you can just do that. Like, I mean, I understand that, she, like, but I guess like, what parents, is she, but... What is she being incarcerated for? But, like... Well, Alice is like... They helped me so much. They protected me, I guess, when she was pregnant. Yeah. Now they'll protect you. Like, I, like it's, I'm so upset that it's still, that, that place still exists. And, it's, and it's also, it's just a stand-in for anything creepy. And, like, Betty has a therapist. So did she not need, like, her actual therapist to, I know she had her imaginary therapist, but she also had a real one. I feel like there's something, I, like, Maybe I don't know the laws for a while. I feel like there's something Betty could do. Be like, hey, my mom can't just send me off to a, like... Gay conversion convent. Like, this place is really, really bad. I have... And they, they clearly definitely have a vendetta against her. And she still has evidence against them, I assume. Maybe. But you know what? It all moves too fast. She gets pulled away. Jughead she, calls I guess, her. I guess she has her mom. Like, it's it's so it's so weird. But I feel like... I feel like in this day and age, she could just put some sort of, like, cra- Social media? Yeah, social media posts, and she would get, like, GoFundMes and... The Innocence Project. The in- yeah, 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 Veronica. Better hope your Innocence Project does something for this. <sighs> so, um, at the speakeasy, Veronica has put together a huge party. Yeah. 
celebrate Archie. Which makes me assume that it actually happened and not just that she's once again jumping the gun. And she is furious at Kevin yeah. for allowing Archie to go. And Kevin's like, buddy, no one allows Archie anything. <laughs> he's so strong. He's got robo strength. And he just has so many emotions about how he's done so many things. He kept saying that. And then he calls Veronica. And don't get me wrong. This is very emotional. And the actors do it very, very well. I have no idea what they said. Or what or what the reasoning behind it is. But Archie believes that everything he t- touches turns to dust. So he's going to run. Aw- he's going to run away from home. But because he's not alone. Well, hey, before we get to that, no, he says he's not alone. Oh yeah, he says I'm not alone. Um, so he, so he's like, I I can't stay as long as I stay in town with you. Hiram will never leave me alone. And I'm like, so you can't just just break up with her or something. Well, you have to actually leave. Here's the thing. Archie doesn't know that Hiram is doing this because he's mad at his daughter. Archie still <laughs> thinks that Hiram is doing this because Archie th- threatened to expose him. But he 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 says on the phone, "Well, I'm like, well, I'm with you in Riverdale. Your dad will never leave me alone," which makes me feel. I don't know. I think... The problem is that I don't know what's in Archie's head because I assumed he knew the entire time. But then you brought up that maybe he only figured out when he got the, like, the Hiram... <laughs> the rum. <laughs> the rum. I know. I could <laughs> I could be wrong. I feel like my but thing the, where he thinks it's about him is logical. But, but, but he also could realize the problem it's about here is Veronica. That the, the entire fact that we don't know... Is, is a, a problem because this scene is super emotionally like charged. And but KJ Appet kills it. But I spend the entire thing being like, "What? Why? Huh? Sorry, what? What is the problem? What's going on? Why is this happening?" So he dumps her because he's walking off into the sunset. And then Jughead is there, and I'm like, "Okay, so Jughead's seeing him off. He brought him like his because you know Archie can't go home and grab stuff. Yeah, so he brought him a backpack with money and a change of clothes and granola bars and juice boxes. We watched this scene twice now because it ends with them walking off together. And Archie is afraid that he will never be safe because he's a sacrifice. Yeah. And then Jughead says. I won't leave your side. That's why I have to keep my eye on you. So... So so Jughead's leaving with him? And I'm like, Jughead, what about Betty? I know you don't know she's going off to a terrible place, but she's also the You're, love of your life, apparently. And you've sacrificed... And she's sacrificed so many things for him. Yeah, and, and like, a lot of... He has a lot of stuff going on that he's just like, I guess I gotta go off with Archie, though. He is the leader... Of a grown-up bike gang and a child bike gang. He, the these teenagers are doing very teenager stuff because they're. He's like, I have to dump everything to do. It's like even Archie's like, like man, Veronica, I thought we were going to be together forever. We were dating for like eight months. Yeah, they're doing very teenage stuff, but they have oddly adult responsibilities. Yeah, no, the stakes are way too high for the nonsense they're pulling. And they're acting very in character and very teenage, but also... But once again... Riverdale! Way too high for the nonsense they're doing. So the episode ends with a little stinger. Yeah, Betty is at the, the, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and 
then because this is apparently the way the show is going to go. They bring her into art because they're going to make her well. And then as she looks around, everyone is painting the Gargoyle King. Oh. Uh, Wait, so the sisters also are involved with G&G? I can't do this. I fully believe that Alice told the sisters what was up with Betty and they are full stop punking her. <laughs> God, you know it's not going to be that, though. I know, but I want to believe it. I want to believe they told all those kids, hey, we're bringing in a new girl. You all have to point pink gargoyles. We'll explain <laughs> later. Here's your source material. Do you think there's going to be kids in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy playing G&G? Ugh. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I hope Betty escapes through that uh, escape hole. The, the way she knows how to escape? Yeah. They've done it. They've, ex- they've freed someone from there before. It should be very easy to get her. No. And they'd all, to be very clear, they don't chase them down. After, once no. you're out of there, you're out of there. You just have to get out of the tunnel. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, they're gone. And I'm sure they put a lock on the tunnel, but they know how to pick locks. Betty's the one who knows how to pick locks. I think it would be great if Betty meets some kids and they're like, hey, you're the one who came in for the straight conversion thing and rescued that one girl and left us all there. <laughs> Screw you! We're not helping you. Why didn't you help us? Play Griffins and Gargoyles with us. Wait, you're going to the... force you to play. She's like, no, no, I knew a lot of evidence on this place. I could have this place shut down. Why didn't you? We've been here for years. We're mistreated. Oh. Yeah, but I didn't know you at the time. I am only care about this place when it directly impacts my life. Like, the, it's so it's so funny that Betty is in The Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Because This is a Quiet Mercy is the only time that Betty's bad. And it's because the show wants to save Sisters of Quiet Mercy so they can use it again and again. So they, use this so they make Betty act like an idiot. Yeah, and and it's everything, Aaron. It's a convent. It's a place for pregnant teens. It's a, it's a um, conversion camp. It's, it's, I guess, a place for... And it's it's apparently also a little bit of an, an insane, insane asylum. asylum. And we already knew that. It's essentially locked in the 1950s. And that's the thing with Riverdale. It takes place now, but it also takes place in the 50s. And it's very troubling. Yeah. I mean, that's actually fine. That's a little bit of aesthetic. It's kind of fun. But yeah, but, but like when... But, but when stuff like depends this Depends on what they're choosing. Like, aesthetics is cool, but that's the episode. That's the episode. We watched it. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic entered the Sisters of Quiet Mercy only to emerge through a tunnel as drama? That didn't happen this episode, but yeah, I found a moment. (laughs) My moment is because this episode is so rife with plot holes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually picking like a really tiny boring moment. All right. But it's the scene where Sergeant Minetta is just driving through the serpent camp for reasons. It kind of looks like he's like wrangling. He's like, yeah, yeah. And then Jughead recaps the storyline so far. Get along, you doggies. Because, again, that is a scene that exists purely for drama, I guess. Yeah, I don't really know what it describes because maybe it's supposed to make us understand why later all the serpents are gone. But why wouldn't they just come back? The camp's still there. Yeah, he didn't knock anything down. <laughs> he literally just drove around and was like, yeehaw! <laughs> Get out of here. So it didn't really raise any they stakes like, They ran away like sand raiders. Oh, they're skittish, but they'll come back in greater number. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, it's a good thing that you picked something so small. Because <laughs> you picked the entire episode? Because uh, I picked something that we both have to go over together, Aaron. All right. I was very quickly... Or as long as it takes us to describe <laughs> Archie's 
situation. Because keep in mind, it has been revealed to us both by Veronica and Hiram that this is because of Archie dating Veronica. So, so. Archie starts dating Veronica. They have their relationship goes good. Good. Um, then they make Archie join the mafia. Yes. And Veronica is filled with rage. Yeah. They and then hates the mafia. Yes. And then, but Archie still stays with her for a little bit until he also d- figures out hold on, the mafia's bad. So then they both side with Fred, Luke Perry Andrews. Yes. And Hiram is like, Mm-mm. Ah, this is terrible. So then Hiram, you, then, Hiram frames Archie for murder. Well, Veronica publicly decries her parents, doesn't she? I think so. And she also accuses her dad of being the second Black Hood. Yeah. In, and putting her mom in danger and not telling her mom what the plan is. Yeah. And then Hiram is like, I have been disrespected. Yes. And then Archie stands up to Hiram. Hiram frames Archie frames for murder. Archie for murder, sends him to juvenile hall, gets him involved with the boy fights, it really seems like. Sets him up to be murdered in gets the boy be- fights. Gets him beaten in front of Veronica. Also, maybe is involved in the branding. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, that when Archie escapes, there's a whole manhunt, kills these four boys, then it will will apparently never leave Archie alone as long as he's dating his daughter. But Archie doesn't know that part. Yeah, but the the entire point is that that is the truth, though. Is he's that doing is it because the of the daughter. So my CW moment is the fact that Archie's entire plot line is based on the fact that Hiram doesn't like who his daughter is dating. And every single thing Archie has been through is because Hiram doesn't like who his daughter is dating. I don't think it's that Hiram doesn't like who his daughter is dating. I think it's because Hiram feels disrespected and knows that the best way to hurt Veronica is through Archie. Which is worse. Yeah, because it means that that Archie is just this guy who's like... Archie is literally, as he was at the beginning of the series, a tool. Yeah, and be- for, their, for the favorite character of this series, Veronica... Like, literally, he is in jail because him being in jail will upset Veronica. Yeah, and like, I don't know how the Gargoyle King comes into that, but it really feels like everything in this show is about Veronica. Well, as it has always been, as it always will be. Well, hey, if you like that episode, uh, just give us a rating, a subscription, a whatever you, you do. <laughs> you said it in a different order this time and it yeah. broke your brain. Yeah, whatever you do on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Can you explain to us why this is happening to Archie? <laughs> if you can, if you can summarize it in 260 characters... Or in a meme, please send that to us on social media. Obviously, we're on Twitter and Instagram. That's what I was implying there. Yeah. Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA. Or uh, you may not be able to do it in such a short, succinct way because we sure can't. <laughs> so email us. Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA at gmail.com. And it seems that Riverdale is back next week. Still. Still back. Continuing to be back. So we'll be back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Just see where this goes. Because it's got to go somewhere. 
where will Archie and Jughead go? What will happen to Betty at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy? Still waiting on the hot dads, Roberto. That's not a question. Where are the hot dads, Roberto? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>